Hey, this is Troy McLaughlin. And if you'd really want to learn how to increase your leadership, reputation, and impact, you should be listening to the People First Podcast with my good friend and ally, Morag Barrett. Welcome to Sky Team's People First with Morag Barrett. Welcome to this week's episode of People First. And my guest this week is Troy McLaughlin, who is a husband, father, and proud papa. He's also a serial podcaster with more than 170 interviews under his belt. He's the founder and co-host of This Undivided Life, a podcast that addresses how life pulls us all in a million different directions. Troy, welcome to People First. Marag, thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, I appreciate I'm looking, you. I'm looking forward to our conversation, a little, learning a little bit more about how I can get a more focused and undivided life. But as with all of my episodes, I start with your origin story. So when you flash back to when you were a wee lad and the teacher at school says, Troy, what do you want to be when you grow up? What was your answer way back then? Way back then, what do I want to be when I grow up? Well, I, I think I'm really discovering that now. What I want to be when I grow up is, because I think it's a rediscovery thing. I would say to be full-time interviewing people, uh, emceeing events and things like that, speaking some, that would be, um, I've always been able to talk my way into or out of situations, whether it was into trouble or out of <laughs> so. You were a bit of a minx, were you, as a lad then, Troy? Uh, yeah, I don't know what the refer- what that means, but I'll go with what you what you just said. <laughs> I delivered it with the best of intent, so take it as a compliment. Yeah. All right. Well, for the listeners who are here today, just give us the the, the fifty thousand foot view of your leadership journey, and where has that taken you over your career? Well, I've been in uh, with uh, the the big brown company for thirty six and a half years, so I've witnessed. Good leadership, and I've witnessed poor leadership. I I think it was John Maxwell who said leadership is influence nothing more, nothing less. Right. So uh, I would think I would say that a good leader has three C characteristics. He's they're curious, they're committed, and they're caring. A good friend of mine says a radical. They have radical empathy, which is just great. Um, and curious is just about. I, I think curiosity has to start with us. Mm-hmm. I have to cut, I have to wake up, ask the question: How am I doing? Because oftentimes we, as people, we, we fall into the trap of human doings. We, mm-hmm. And we get, we get rewarded for that. We get rewarded for doing. So, so it's easy to fall into that trap. And I think when we're curious, we say, hey, am I tired? You think about it. If you're tired or in a hurry, uh, there was a Dallas Willard. He was a theologian. He said the, kind of the best way to live a life is radical elimination of hurry mm-hmm. and you think about when you're in a hurry somebody interrupts you you're not you're not happy you're in a hurry going to work somebody cuts you off you're like <gasps> right so if we can kind of lean into curiosity asking questions first i think first of ourselves then asking questions of others as leaders uh, we can be so much further ahead committed is simply and i, I talk about committed as belief in action yeah i can say i'm committed to you but if there's mm-hmm. no action behind it uh, and, and I just love this quote by J.R. Tolkien. I, I told you I'd, I'd pull up a quote. Um, and and uh, it, it says, um, this is in the Fellowship of the Ring. He says, but it does not seem that I can trust anyone, said Frodo. Sam looked at him unhappily. 
It all depends on what you want, put in Mary. You can trust us to stick with you through thick and thin to the bitter end. And you can trust us to keep any secret of yours closer than you can keep it yourself. But you cannot trust us to let you face trouble alone and go off without a word. We are your friends, Frodo. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. So what is it about that quote that resonates for you then, Troy? Well, think about it. I mean, the tr- uh, you, you wrote a book called Cultivate the Power of Winning Relationships. I interviewed you a few years ago about that. Isn't that the true definition of an ally? Mm-hmm. Someone always in your corner. Um, yep. Through the thick and thin, like, like he said. And also, we're not going to abandon you when the sh- because the ship at one point is going to sink. It always does. Or it has a leak. It may not sink, but it has a leak. And I think that sense of... It gives us, it bolsters our, our, our hearts. It buoys us, right? We can take a chance because oftentimes we don't take chances because we're in fear or we're in mm-hmm. fear of rejection and everything else. So if we know that those people are behind us, we can almost do anything, right? So yeah, that's why I love that quote. My heart, as you say, it's not just the implicit, I've got your back, I am your ally, as I describe it in Cultivate. It's the explicit promise that when it does start to go sideways, we're going to be right here with us and you can trust us to go into danger with you. And if we had that in the workplace, what a difference that would make. I mean, if that we had that in our lives, because I was reading another statistic and I think I, I quoted one a few years ago in Cultivate around the number of people who wear the number of Facebook friends or social media followers, et cetera, with a badge of pride. You know, I've got 400, I've got 1,000, I've got 10,000. But how many people have you got that you could call on in an emergency? And it's a big fat zero. And that, to me, is more terrifying than anything you could face. The idea that you're going to have to face it alone because you've got nobody you can confide in, nobody you can rely on, that's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, in your mental Rolodex or your phone or whatever, who can you pull up? at three in the morning when things go sideways. Because oftentimes when things go sideways, it's not a convenient time. It's in the middle of something. It's chaos. And I mean, I, I, that's happened in my life, right? Where I had a friend of mine one time, he happened to be a policeman and there was something going on and I needed answers. It wasn't that I was in legal trouble or anything else, but I knew where to go. And I knew mm-hmm. he would answer the phone at whatever time. And just to have that sense of someone walking beside you as you walk through just a tough time. or And like you said earlier, in a business sense, man, can we imagine if you had three or four of those folks mm-hmm. that worked for you or worked with you um, that you could always count on? Wouldn't that be just cool? Yeah. Uh, so tell us more about your podcast, The Undivided Life. What was the inspiration for launching your podcast? Well, it's this undivided life. I know there's, but it's close. Um, the, the the impetus behind it was our smartphones just, we are interrupted in our lives all the time. And I'd read a book um, by Cal Newport called uh, uh, Deep Work. And there was just a lot in there. Um, and one of the points he makes in that book is if we're going to be effective in business and leadership, uh, we need to do deep work. And the ability to do deep work, we have to be able to be able to concentrate for more than 20 seconds or whatever. And these dopamine hits, we get hit from our phone. And then it leaves us anxious, mm-hmm. on edge. Um, and it, I, I just read a thing the other day. If, if the simple act of 
holding the phone distracts us, even if we're not looking at it or whatever. And the person in front of us, the moment that we have right now is the most important moment we have. It may that may seem trivial, it may seem, but that's the only moment we have. We don't I don't have uh the moment 10 minutes from now and the moment 20 seconds away, I don't have that either, right? I just have now. So if I can concentrate on now and who's in front of me, and like I said, this device interrupts us, but there are practical ways, and that's what we talk about a lot in the show. There's stories, and I, I do interviews, and we have a co-host. Uh, I have a co-host. His name is Scott, Scott Perkins. And we talk about gratitude and, and, and acknowledging that we're busy, and what do we do about those things, and um, meditation. We, it doesn't have to be spiritual meditation or anything, but asking yourself, like I said earlier, that, that, that curiosity question. Uh, Scott mm-hmm. says this often in, the, in our show. He says we're leaky vessels. We leak. We we forget things. We mm-hmm. just we and, and and Cal Newport referenced that in his book. We can only be at our hundred percent, whatever that capacity is. We're like a battery. We we start to drain down, right? So probably our most important things that we do in, in our days, if we if we're in business or maybe we're an athlete, whatever. Probably early on, right? We get up, we get going. We have those few hours that are just. And then we start to diminish. We start to we start to drag. Uh, the NBA had an article a few years ago about, and it's, I think it was called like the dirty little secret. And they were talking about the lack of sleep for these athletes. They weren't getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't, you you and I can't walk into something because and, and be at our best if we're not rested, if we're not mentally all there, and if we're distracted. Um, how often have you been in a conversation where someone is not really paying attention to you? We know that we have, I, I call it the internal BS meter. They're talking to us where we're like, they're not here. Yeah. They're not listening to me. And what is that? It makes us feel as if they don't care. Um, so if I can look you in the mm-hmm. eye, smile, all these visual clues we get, we lose most of that on a phone and everything else, texting and then the shortening of everything. Um, and how I mean, you've been married for a, a, a decent amount of time. You just rediscover and discover who you're married to over and over again and better over the years. It's not over and it's moment by moment. It's, a lot of times it's these average moments, right? That we, mm-hmm. and then we can look at each other. We can see that look in her eye or whatever. And I can see that look in my wife's eye. Well, and, and happy Mother's Day, too. I, I know that we're one day after Mother's Day this year. But, yeah. um, but, I'm, but I relearn and learn from that relationship. And, and the cool thing is I watch this with my mom and dad. My dad died of colon cancer at 46. And what really struck me about that, especially in the last year of his life, was my mom, when he went through this, just was beside him, right? I mean, she could have bailed, right? I mean, it was incredibly difficult. Um, and if anybody's having to deal with cancer themselves or someone else they know, you know what the just the road is. It's not, it, it cannot be good. But someone to stick with you as you walk through the worst of your life, um, there's, I, you can't put a price on that. So in this Undivided Life, your podcast, you talked earlier about how it's we are naturally pulled in a million different directions right now. And of course, the last 12 months have given many of us a an enforced pause, not necessarily a stress-free pause, depending on how right. it impacted our career and our ability to earn, et cetera. 
But what are you taking away in terms of through the interviews that you've done, the research that you've done, what habits have you adopted to slow down and be more present and in the moment? Be intentional. I think that's the first thing. You have to recognize that there may be an issue or there may be a problem. Um, You can't deny it. Uh, And I know you've referenced this in your book. Is there someone else? Because we see the world through our own eyes. We rarely see it through someone else's eyes. Um, I'd interviewed a lady named Dee Stokes, Dr. Dee Stokes, and she's the director of cultural intelligence for an organization called uh, Fresh Expressions. Mm-hmm. And so as I was re- researching that, one of the definitions of uh, cultural intelligence is this, and, and I'm, I, this isn't the exact quote, but it's, um, if, 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 let me get this right. I want to get this right. Um, if I'm looking at the world the way I see it, why don't, oh, oh, here it is. Why don't you see the world the way I see the world as opposed to help me see what I might be missing? Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference in that, right? Yeah. Help me see what I might be missing. And we're missing things. We just, we're, we're like horses with blinders on. We have a limited scope. We as good as we have a limited experience, we have a limited life. Um, so if we can go to someone else and say, hey, especially an ally, help me see what I might be missing. Um, because we just, we, we, we're not able to see all of our lives. And we, there, are, there are many blind spots that we do have. And then, like I referenced earlier, we, we, we leak a little bit, right? We, we mm-hmm. forget. Am I being, I mean, that's a good question. Am I being intentional? Uh, is the person in front of me, am I actually listening to them? Am I looking at them? I mean, one of the things I have to do in this interview, and I have to remember because my camera's up, if I look down at you, it kind of looks like I'm, I'm not looking quite at you because I'm looking down, like my head's down. And I've got to look at the camera and go, okay, it, and you can feel the difference, right? It's like, well, he's not, he's not paying attention to me. So, I mean, that's just a practical thing of, of being intentional. Um, and if we're not intentional, we're just going to, we're just going to go in different directions. We're just going to, we, we're just going to kind of waves and. Yeah. Isn't that ironic that in our three dimensional world, in our 3D world, to show that you were being present and intentional, you would look somebody in the eye. And yet in our two dimensional world, depending on where you have your camera, you actually look away from the person to look them in the eye. And it's it's unlearning those habits and recognizing what an impact that can have for maintaining a sense of connection through the camera. Right, because I've got to trust that, okay, there's the picture, there's her face, but that's, she's looking (laughs) at me right there, right? So, so, um, and and one of the other things is I've got this, uh, I've got a bigger monitor. So what I've, uh, and I've intentionally want to do this and get the camera down a little bit so that it's easier that, so so if I look at a note or something, I'm not acting like I'm ignoring, Mm -hmm. but I'm not. So you you opened that conversation talking about the importance of curiosity. And I was talking with uh, Pame Bassi, who is the head of chief learning officer for Kraft Heinz. And we were talking about the uh, critical like skills. That name. Chief learning officer. There's somebody who has chief a learning like... officer. Oh, yeah, that's a oh, real my gosh. fabulous job. But anyway, I she was up talking... for that. She was talking about and we were exploring the, the critical skills for success as a 21st century leader and curiosity being top of that. And you open our conversation talking about curiosity and being present. So what's piqued your curiosity right now? What are, what are you paying attention to and exploring in a new or different way? Um, 
Well, um, I, I just there, there's a new app called Clubhouse. Uh, well, that's kind of piqued my curiosity lately because I, it's funny. I was listening to and they have these different rooms, if you're not familiar with it, um, and a hallway and it's an audio app. But mm -hmm. um, it's funny how we all go into different things with expectations, whatever our expectation is. Um, and oftentimes <clears throat> we come into an expectation that we're we we deserve something right and it was funny with that app um it's a free app so i've it, the really cool thing is i've i knew coming in i would say hey this thing will probably be gone in 10 years or could be gone in five or could be around for a long time but if i can get two or three connections that i can have for the rest of my life really deep connections what a great thing because without that i would not have been able to meet some of these people and i've probably met about five or six people that mm -hmm. that, that, that from that so i so kind of getting back to that idea of curiosity am i curious and am i open i, I think there's two am i open and what are my expectations because oftentimes we have unrealistic expectations when we walk into a room with someone else or whatever and i think sometimes and this sounds it almost sounds sacrilege but maybe lower expectations okay but can I come in in a servant's attitude? Can I come mm -hmm. in and be curious? Can I be um, ask good questions? Can can I can, can those in front of me? Can I serve them well? And I think serving people well, honestly, is if you walk away from this conversation and you feel better than when you walked in. I think I've done my at least part of my job, right? Because, and I truly believe this. Uh, I was talking to someone and, and I've been developing this idea for a bit that our language does us a disservice. There's something called, we call it net worth, right? Mm -hmm. And it always is connect. Now worth or worthiness, something to be worthy. And then we get net worth. And we, so we, if we, I walk into a room and let's say I'm on the shark tank and I pitch him and I just flop, right? Well, I believe that we all have infinite net worth, that little X yeah. eight thing. Right. Right. Yeah. And, I, uh, that's what I believe. And I, and, and I think it's true for everyone. So if I walk in, whether it's Mark Cuban or somebody else, he can't give me net worth and he can't take it away. I have our, that, that I, I've already walked in with that. But oftentimes we, when, when our worth is connected to what we do or what we produce, somebody can take it away from us and somebody can give it to us. But mm -hmm. if we realize that that's not the truth, that we really are the most, I mean, it's more, think about it. We're, we're like a one in 500 million sperm to hit the egg. Like that's more, that's a miracle in, in and of itself. The fact that our hearts beat without us asking them to beat every, mm -hmm. every night, right? Hundreds of thousands of times over, over, over a lifetime, probably millions and millions of times, right? We never, we don't ask our lives are, are, are miraculous. And I, I, that curiosity to lean into that and realize that. And, and then if I can treat those in front of me, that they're the most important people in the world, because at that moment they are, that's it. I, I love that. I was having a conversation with Dr. Sarah Berth Burke, who's just written a book called more than your title. And mm. I think I got that right. And she talks about the concept of hybridity and hybrid careers. Cause I know when I started work and people would say, well, where do you see yourself in three years time or five years time? The implicit ask was what's the job title you think you will have reached? 
Mm-hmm. And at your point, when we tie ourselves up, and I've made this mistake, my identity has been very much enmeshed with what I do, but what I do is not who I am. You can uncouple those and recognize, to Sarah Beth's point of view, the different hats that I wear as mother, friend, author, speaker, CEO, entrepreneur, ballroom dancer, whatever. When you look at the myriad of identities that we bring to the table and value ourselves, to your point, it is hard for others to diminish that flame. But it because t- they don't have the they don't have the power to take it away from us. It's exactly. not theirs. It has never been in their purview to do that. So we can look. We, we can be disappointed, and certainly we would be, in like that situation I referenced earlier. But it doesn't take away who we are. Um, mm-hmm. It it doesn't have that capacity, and we can. And, and there there there's a contentedness I think that could come from that too. And a joy because we're grateful, right? We, I can I can walk in grateful. I can leave grateful. Yeah, it didn't it, it didn't go the way I wanted to, but I learned something today, right? Mm-hmm. I learned that I needed to be better at this. I mean, how often we we, we if we are in a learning process day after day, um, and if we're if we're curious and we're open to, it, we can learn something new every day. So as you look to the future. What's next for you in terms of what are you learning and growing? What are you adding to the toolkit? What's next? Well, it's uh, there's a guy named Bob Goff, and he's written a few books. And I just love what he does. He eliminates one thing every week in his life. Because we're, we're just, I mean, I look around this room, and I've got books. I've got hundreds of books, literally, and <laughs> videos and things and on shelves. And I'm like... Where did we? Where did all this stuff come from, right? Can we? I, and and so I, I think most of that is to be, what can I eliminate from my life today to be more intentional, more um, right now where I'm at with who with who I'm at. How, how can I um, be a better husband, be a better father, be a better friend? Um, because in the at the end of my uh, said days, right. People are not going to talk about my accomplishments. They're going to talk about how I touched their heart. That's mm-hmm. it. They're not going to, those people who are closest to you, they're not going to care how much money you make. They're just not. Um, it's, that's not what's, that's not what goes in somebody's epitaph, right? It's, it's how kind were you? Did, did you do these things? Did, how did you touch others? Um, and so, as I get, I'm 55, as I, so as I start, how can I be more intentional? about not only being present but how but when i when i when i when i show up can i can i have that idea of a servant's heart so i love it well troy thank you for sharing your insights and a little of your leadership journey to date how can people find more about your podcast and about you uh this undivided life uh if you just uh, any of your any of your podcast uh uh, platforms you can find it it's pretty easy um i'm pretty active on instagram that's the only i, I mean i'm I, i'm on other mm-hmm. uh social media apps but as we talked about earlier that i, I they pulled me in a, a bunch of different directions i get on twitter and i just start to get angry after about seven <laughs> scrolls so, like, well, I mean, well, sure. so good but but uh it, 
uh, it's under my name. Uh, and then uh, the podcast is actually out there too um, on Instagram. So uh, we will make sure to include all of that in the show notes. Appreciate your time, Troy. And of course, if you like today's episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss some more of my awesome guests who are upcoming. Thank you so much for joining Morag today. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you learned something worth sharing, share it. Cultivate your relationships today when you don't need anything before you need something. Be sure to follow Sky Team and Morag on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have any ideas about topics we should tackle, interviews we should do, or if you yourself would like to be on the show, drop us a line at info at skyteam.com. That's S-K-Y-E team.com. Thanks again for joining us today. And remember, business is personal and relationships matter. We are your allies.